This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hi, Havsters. Welcome back. It's been the same amount of time that it's always been, but it felt like a long week. I have been in the 50-50, you guys. I almost just said y'all. Just felt like a the way to end that sentence, but I'm not from the South. I'm from New York, and we say you guys. And I wanted to just say that. I felt like I, the need to get it out because occasionally... I get into the habit of sharing lots of the amazing things that are going on behind the scenes, amazing wins for my clients, uh, all of the exciting things going on in my personal life, like that we are closing on our house next week and that I am going to Mexico for the 200K Mastermind. A lot of just fun and exciting things are happening, but I don't want ever my social media or the podcast or any way that I communicate with those of you guys who don't spend one-on-one time with me to make you think that I'm exempt from this 50-50 human experience. Um, I always want you to know that regardless of what's going on, it never ever feels 100% positive. There's always a negative 50% element, whether that 50% is in the the struggle and the failure and the challenge, which sometimes we can learn to love kind of like in working out. It's like, it hurts so good. And I've gotten to that place with working out, but it doesn't mean that while I'm lifting the weights and I'm sweating and I'm out of breath and all of that, that that feels good. It really doesn't. It just gets easier because I'm not making the fact that I'm feeling that negative emotion or in that case negative uh, physical actual discomfort I'm not making that a problem I'm associating it in my brain with growth so that I can simultaneously feel 50-50 in one moment which is really fun so yes of course it's been 50-50 we're closing the house next week and a lot of things have come up and emotionally going to Mexico and closing the house is starting to bring up all of this discomfort in me oh my gosh now I'm in one place I have thoughts about you know letting go of our mourning this this person who's always my entire life been never really attached to one location one state not even one country um and so that is coming up and then of course um, you know, with going to Mexico and the mastermind, my brain is feeding me these thoughts of, are you really prepared? You are, are you just going to throw a wrench in something that's really working right now? Notice nothing's gone wrong, but our brain is still, its job is to find problems so that it can help us solve them. It's not a problem. It's just really important for us to be aware that nothing's gone wrong if and when amazing quote unquote circumstances, or we'll call them just desired circumstances, things you wanted to happen in your life are happening and your brain is shockingly not feeling pure joy and thrill. It's like we just imagine that 
if we were a millionaire, we would wake up and we would be like, ah, oh, like I have no stress. If right now one of your thoughts is money is causing me stress. Like if I just had all this money, then I wouldn't feel stress. Mm, careful with that because our emotions are not caused by our circumstances. I have so many of the most amazing circumstances in my life, the most amazing results that I've created in my life that I desired and yet and yet my human experience will never change from the ratio of 50 50 it will still always find something to feel a negative emotion about and that's not a problem and I welcome it and I'm open to it so I just wanted to let you know that Yes, I'm in the 50-50 and I've had some days recently where I felt very negative and very positive, some extremes, and I think that's okay. I think it's a beautiful thing, and I wanted to share it with you in case you guys are going through that right now. So before we dive into our topic of the week, which is why you're worried to raise your prices and how to stop, we're going to just shout out the hapster of the week. You know the drill. The hapster this week is Rosalyn Maldonado. Rosalyn is an attorney and a Mary Kay consultant, and she is the hapster of the week for a couple of reasons. Last week, first of all, she's in um, the Dominican Republic right now, uh, and she actually, is she in Dominican or Puerto Rico? Goodness, and now I'm, I'm forgetting, but she is she is away, um, and she is uh, on vacation. And you, anyone who knows an attorney, knows how rare that is. <laughs> um, but last week before she left, we had just such an incredible session where she came into such clean awareness of her own role in setting up her staff and other people around her, setting them up for success. This is so challenging for many of us to own our undesired results of maybe what's happening in our life, whether we're not getting results from our staff or from our clients or in our bank account or in our relationship with and not making it their fault, taking owning our role in it without making it mean that we are a problem that it's a problem making mean anything bad about ourselves without beating ourselves up we can own our role be curious and then be totally compassionate with ourselves like oh of course um you know my staff is confused about this because i haven't had a clear policy or of course even though i've told um this person or that person in my life that I uh, need them to do X, Y, Z when they didn't, I didn't have a clear or I wasn't consistent in how I handled the consequence for them not doing that thing or not doing it timely or not doing it right. And then I just, you know, have been keeping my emotions to myself and then silently expecting them to read my mind and then snapping, right? And this is, I see this happen with all of us and I even do it myself. And when we can get into this clean awareness of our role and not beat ourselves up, it leads to amazing and clean policies in our business and in our life. Leads to clear communication with the people around us, healthy workplace environment, stronger leadership, deeper self-trust within ourselves, compassion for ourselves and for other people, and then neutral honesty. And 
all of that is what Roslyn has been able to begin to create for herself and for the people in her business because of the awareness that she's come into in her role in all of it. And that phase one of coaching is probably the most painful part because our brain then tends to have a tendency to want to beat ourselves up and resisting that can be it it can be tempting to want to blame ourselves instead of just owning it and loving ourselves and then moving forward and getting on to it setting policies doing better right I don't even like to call better but just like handling things differently now that we have the new information and awareness so shout out to you Rosalind I'm so proud and really the the swiftness and quickness with which you've been able to grasp some of these concepts and get into awareness um, and untrain yourself after years and years and years of doing this in your life I think it's so inspiring and I think we should all take a note out of your book so shout out if you want to connect with Roslyn, um, you can Google her, Roslyn Maldonado. Um, she is an attorney in Long Island and she is also a Mary Kay consultant. So if you do need um, some beauty supplies or you are looking for kind of a side gig with an incredible community aspect, Roslyn's your girl. Okay, so let's dive into the topic today, which is why are you worried to raise your prices? I've had this come up so much, a lot in discovery calls recently as well. People coming to me specifically with, okay, at this point, I just feel like I need to hire someone else to give me permission to raise my prices. <laughs> and listen, yes, this is a very common thing that people think they're hiring me for, but then I don't tell you what to do. I don't approve or set any pricing for you. What I do is teach you why you feel so anxious about raising them and we completely reframe the your understanding of where value comes from and um, how you get to decide to think about it. So let's talk about why people think that they don't want to raise their prices. Often one of the reasons we think is that people can't afford it. Right? So we have evidence that maybe at our current prices or at our old prices, you know, not everyone said yes. There were people that were saying no even to that price. So of course, it'll be more difficult for us to um, for us to have yeses at a more expensive price. People just can't afford it. The second reason we think we don't want to raise our prices is because people are going to be mad. Our old clients or our current clients are going to be mad or confused or upset when they see this new price and that it's more. A third reason is that people aren't going to pay the new price and there are going to be more no's essentially. Our brain does a little bit of quick uh, made up math, made up hypothetical future math where people are not going to pay the new price and then we're going to end up losing money. Which is really fun and interesting because the truth is, is that usually in the beginning, there are more no's, but then the yeses at the new prices offset it. And then also then we just create a new clientele. So even that, that hypothetical math is just flawed to begin with. <laughs> even if there are more no's, we have to factor in the difference in the people that are saying yes even if it's less yes is at a higher price what is the math of that and and knowing your numbers will help you make it less vague, vague less about 
more and less and just these vague terms of not enough, right? What are the, what are the actual numbers? What would you need to make? And then go out and make that. Okay, so notice how all of these things that I just mentioned, the reasons that we think we don't want to raise our prices, they're about what other people think and are going to feel and are going to do. All the things that we can't control. The truth is, is that all of the reasons that we don't want to raise our prices, the real reasons are all things that you can control. This is amazing news. Here are the real reasons that I see that my clients don't want to, or they're worried to raise their prices, or they're worried about the prices that they've already raised, and they're showing up in that worry energy when they're um, off making offers and then no price. Okay, number one is that we're focused on the past. So most obviously, if you're raising prices, even that expression of raising a price is rooted in past thinking. You're looking at what your old prices are and you're comparing your current price to your old price. You're focused on the old evidence of what your old clients that you were attracting when you had that offer, what they think, what they did. It's not relevant to your future. We don't build, Hapsers, we don't build our future of our business from our past. It's just such an incredibly limiting way to build. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but we don't build our future from our past for a lot of reasons, but it becomes really muddy and it uh, it isn't clean. It's not a clean decision that we're making based on what we want to create in the future. It's trying to be realistic or trying to drag the people and the pricing and the the way, the marketing and the language, everything that we used to do into our future instead of just starting fresh, making a decision and getting after it. Okay. The second reason that we don't want to raise prices is because we don't believe hard enough in the value of the new price. Now, I ask this question a lot just to kind of gauge where people are at. All right, so you raise your price. What do you think? Do you think this price is fair? Almost unanimously, the uh, person tells me, yes, I think it's so fair. I think it's a steal. In fact, if anything, this new price is still like too low like I think it's a good price and I just call bullshit no I don't believe that you really believe a hundred percent in the value of your new price how do I know I'll give you an example let's say you take a friend to a pizza place and the cashier says that'll be three dollars and eleven cents and your friend freaks out she's like what three dollars and eleven cents are you kidding me that's crazy that's so expensive are they you wouldn't apologize to her and take her somewhere else and you also wouldn't get mad at her for like her reaction you'd just be like oh what no you'd be like she's confused like she obviously has never been to a pizza place before or she's never been to a high quality pizza place before it's like yeah, that's just the cost of pizza. Even if she argued, well, the place I go back go to back at home charges 99 cents, you'd be like, well, maybe you're from like a lower income area or the costs of ingredients are lower or maybe it's the pizza isn't as high quality as it is here or maybe it's sold out of a food truck instead of a 
restaurant with customer service and sit down service and, you know, amazing ambiance, etc. Or you might just say something like, all right, no problem. You can try it. And if you don't think it's worth $3.11, you don't have to come back. No big deal. You wouldn't really feel the need to convince her. I mean, you might explain because you'd be like, help me help me help you not be confused. Pizza, a slice of pizza is just worth $3.11. This is what the cost is. It's amazing. This pizza is great. Or you'd be like, all right, well, if you want your crappy 99 cents pizza, you can go there. That's no problem. But what you absolutely would not do is you wouldn't question the value of the pizza. You've already decided in your brain that a slice of pizza is worth $3.11. I'm saying that because that's the cost of the pizza across the street from me. And I go and get it all the time. Love the pizza. Love the place. Happy to pay it. Now, if I went to another place and the place of the and the pizza cost $2.10, I would be like, okay, great. It, I would be comparing in my brain. But when I came back to town, would I then be like, I no longer want to go to this place because it's more. No, it would still be valuable for me to walk across the street from my apartment, get a slice of pizza and come back. Like I determine what the value is. So I just want you to know, like when you really, really believe 100% in the value, you don't let the outside circumstances, you don't let what other people think and how they react shake your belief in the value. You're just like, oh, well, you're confused and you make room for that. It's not a big deal. And you also don't have to force everybody to get it. I mean, sometimes if we're really passionate about it, like if someone is like, oh my God, it's so expensive for, I'm trying to think of like a luxury thing that I love for like um, Cold Stone Creamery. If I was like, oh yeah, we got to get this ice cream. And they were like, oh my God, what? Like eight bucks for an ice cream? You can get like, uh, you know, a soft serve ice cream for like $3. And I'm like, no, this is way different. Are you kidding? I might show up and want to explain because I'm extremely passionate. I believe even deeper than 100% that like it's not comparable. This is what the value is. There's mix-ins. They sing when you tip them. It's like the biggest portions ever. You just obviously don't understand. Like help me understand. But I wouldn't be mad and I wouldn't feel bad that they're confused, right? So that's a really important reason. I know I talked about that for quite a bit of time, but number two is you don't believe hard enough in the value of your new price. You need to get to the place where if someone reacts and questions the value, it doesn't shake you. You're just like, oh, okay, well, how can I help you understand? Or, okay, maybe uh, this place isn't for you then. That's no problem. If you want if you want to shop around and try and find something for less for that's cheaper and you might get less quality but it doesn't matter to you, that's fine. But the same thing happens to me sometimes. There are other life coaches who charge half what I charge and when people say like, "Oh my gosh, that's so expensive what I charge." I'm like, "Well, actually it's really not. It's actually a steal what I'm offering." Do you, you don't understand like my clients make their money back 
fast. They change their brain, which affects them for the rest of their life. They actually, you couldn't put a price on it. Some people are working with me for four weeks and they say, okay, I've just started to budget you in for the rest of my life because I can't imagine not having this work in. That is definitely like, I just believe that my value is so, I'm undercharging, right? And I'm over delivering here. So you got to make sure that you are believing hard enough in the value. Number three reason that you don't want to raise prices is because um, we're believing and we're buying into our clients' stories. Now, I see this a lot with people who who uh, identify as empaths. I'm an empath. I'm a Pisces. I'm super sensitive. I'm very intimate with people and my clients too. Like they tell me the details of their lives. Some people tell me about the pain and suffering. Some people, I help them with their budgeting and I see how much money they have. Some people tell me they have debt. Now, there's facts as in I have $10,000 worth of debt and then there's story which is I am I can't afford coaching or I'm like stuck here and I'm such a mess right your job is not to buy into the story that your clients are telling you because you're robbing them of you believing in them like hey I love you I'm so sorry that you're experiencing this right now but if we discount out of integrity with what we want to charge because they tell you that they're struggling then what happens in that people-pleasing place is then if you see that that person comes in with a fancy purse or that they you happen to you know be friends on Instagram and they go on vacation or something that you judge as extra or a luxury, you're going to begin to resent them. You're going to begin to have judgments of them and there's no reason for that. When you don't muddy what's true and say, okay and discount out of integrity with what the price and the value of what your offer is and you just give them the opportunity to either decide to go elsewhere or rise to the occasion then you feel amazing about it and the reason I said discount out of integrity is because sometimes there will be a time to offer discounts but usually what I tell my clients about that is to create a policy in advance that allows you to offer a certain either family and friends discount just that's a across the board policy or that you have a um, a give back or a scholarship opportunity quarterly or a budget for charity in your budget but you want to make that decision over 24 hours in advance of being in these situations because if we're making them emotionally likely we're not making them from the part of our brain that really has our own back and is acting in our own integrity we're instead we're showing up trying to solve for their negative emotions that's never going to lead to a clean relationship between you and your clients or potential clients right so that's reason number three is that you're believing your clients' stories rather than honoring your policies in your business. Number four is you're taking credit, blame, or responsibility for their feelings. So like we said, there's going to be some people who come in, especially if you're, um, if you had a price and then that an old or a current client comes in and there's a new price 
they might have a thought or feeling about that. (laughs) That's not a problem. You need to make room for that. Welcome them to be confused or have thoughts or feelings about it. You don't need to solve for that. Okay. They're allowed to feel whatever they like. And I, I wanted to make sure that that was said because I know that, um, for those of you guys who are showing up in people-pleasing right now, first of all, you need to get in happening sessions because giving up people-pleasing will save your your life and change your life and absolutely um, revolutionize your business and your pricing. But uh, it is important for you also to understand that if you're trying to make it so that people live in a world where they're never upset or disappointed you're making it impossible for people to just be human beings and that is going to exhaust you because human beings are 50 50 human experiences right they are showing up and they're going to feel positive sometimes and they're going to feel negative sometimes and nothing has gone wrong okay You have to stay in your model. So that brings us actually to the solutions. These are the solutions. I have four for you. Solutions to raising your price. Number one, believe hard in the new value, right? So that's kind of that antidote to you not believing hard enough the value. You have to practice it. Believe hard in the new value of your new price and then let others be confused. And I wanted to say it and phrase it like that because You will never be able to believe hard in your new pricing if you're not really ready and if you're not charging a service that if you're overcharging for a service. So basically, if, okay, your rent went up, for example, and now all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have to raise my prices out of scarcity, um, you're never going to be able to get to 100% belief about that because your thoughts are not about the value of the offer. Now, occasionally, yes, expenses will change and then you do need to raise prices and you can use positive thoughts about the value of saying like, of course, if you want to use this service, I have a certain amount of expenses that are required to provide you this service at this level. So that is just the price of it. And then you could feel great about it. Oh yeah. Price of milk went up. The price of dough is going to go up. The price of your baked goods are going to go up. And therefore that's the new price and it's great. And there's no big deal. Right. But sometimes it's less clean in terms of the reasons why you're raising your price. So we want to do them and make decisions about them and not try and search for evidence as to why because all we need to do is go out there believe hard in it and then let other people be confused or confirm the uh the value okay so the more resolute you are in your belief and the more you've practiced your belief in your new pricing the more people are going to get on board and agree and believe themselves like when I always say like if I'm worried that I'm gonna like oh I don't know if you can afford it if I'm worried for you someone really was the ideal client and they came to me and they were like ready to buy and I was like oh the prices um and I was like nervous about it and I didn't really feel like that was so valuable they're gonna start to question their belief they're like well you don't sound sure you don't sound like it's that valuable do I should I not buy from you? Is it not that valuable? (laughs) Right. And you will have created that. Okay. So let others be confused and, um, about the new prices and don't make that a problem. So that's all part of 
solution number one. Solution number two is we're going to build your future from your future. Decide from today on, who do you want to serve with this new offer and new price, new value? What is the price you want to offer? What is the value? What is the offer? And then sell to those people. When you stay focused on the past and you build your future of your business from your past, you automatically put a ceiling on what is possible for you and you will find yourself being more loyal to your past than you are to your future of your business. And that is a problem. Solution number three is stay in your model. So if you're brand new to this podcast and this is your first episode, you're going to want to go back um, and listen and understand. But as a brief recap, the model is that your circumstances can trigger your thoughts. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings drive your actions and your actions produce your results. Notice how all of these things have to do with you. And all of those last reasons that we, I said the real reasons that you don't want to raise your prices, they all have to do with you. They're all things that you can control. You're too focused on the past. You don't believe hard enough in the value, not them. You believe your client's stories. You're taking credit, blame, or responsibility for their feelings, right? All of those things are within your control. When you stay in your model and you decide to what you want to believe, you decide how you feel about the prices, you decide to take action from that place, and you're not trying to solve for other people and what they're going to feel and do and think, then you can go out there and remember that pricing is still a science experiment. And ultimately, the customer gets to confirm the value. So you can stay in your model, decide on the price, believe really hard in it, let other people be confused, then go out there and test it out. Take tons of action, make tons of offers, and then see how they react, okay? And then if you need to change it after a while and tweak the price, you can. Okay, number three, or number four, and final reason, a solution to raising your price is to love the three things you need to be an incredible salesperson. You have to love and believe in yourself. You have to love and believe in the offer of what you're offering and the offer includes the price. And then you have to love and believe in your clients and their ability to totally thrive with your product or service at the price and be able to buy it. When you believe all of those things, it makes sales so easy because you go out and you offer and if someone says, no, it's not a problem, okay? It's not about you, it's not about the offer, and it's not because they're having a problem because they're feeling something negative, right? They're perfect as they are. Your offer is great. You're yourself and you can listen with a clean mind. And then once you've decided that you believe in all of those things and you've decided on your offer and you're going out and you're doing all those things, let the math catch up with your vision. That is probably the last thing I want you to hear before the end of this podcast which is when you're raising your price, you have to hold the vision. Hold the vision, this is the new price, this is where we're going, this is my revenue goal, this is what we're gonna create, and let the math catch up. It's not gonna be overnight, but it will get there. 
you create your results, my friends. Have a beautiful day.